Hey there, and welcome to the Unlikely Artist Podcast, where I'll teach you how to gain the freedom you need to become who you want, instead of who you've been telling yourself you need to be. I'm Heather Kerr. I went from international tax to art and coaching because those are the things I've been yearning to do. Listen in to find out how you can start doing what you love to in slow, easy steps each week. Let's dive in now. Well, welcome back, Savvy Souls, to episode 62. We finally reached the podcast episode that's my age, just this once, right? By the way, I just want you to know it can be amazing to be 62. I've never felt as vibrant or as engaged or as alive as I do now. And I think that's really within reach for all of us, but I digress. So today we're, we've got the topic, ill at ease with ease. We're going to explore our fear of things being easy. I think this is one of the most surprising things I've observed as a coach, that we've got such a fraught relationship with the idea of ease, and we believe there are so many dangers associated with it. Why? After all, when you think about what ease means, it means the absence of difficulty or effort. And when we're at ease, we're calm and relaxed. Synonyms are things like contentment and effortlessness, tranquility, serenity, calmness, peace, naturalness, unburden, all states of being that most of us long for. So why do we become ill at ease with ease? Why do we have this feeling of unease with ease, this discomfort with ease? It's a bit of a paradox. It's a bit ironic. So why do we often start feeling ill at ease with our own ease? And this is what I want to ponder with you today. Last week, I was giving a presentation to a group of people on expansion, the idea of expanding our lives. And that's a key concept, by the way, for the Magic Room Experience Group coaching program I'm creating that's starting in June, and I'm being so excited about it. It's really going to be a transformational experience, but I don't know. I seem to be digressing a bunch today. Anyway, at this presentation last week, we were talking about the challenges of actually accomplishing something important, having accomplished it, and then reaching that place where it's accomplished and we're feeling that state of ease. Everything's going well. Everything is smooth. The results we've always been seeking are happening. We can start to breathe easier and we can start to feel fully satisfied. And then, of course, our brains kick in and we start to get really uncomfortable with how easy we've been able to do this. And our brains start to tell us, you know, something's horribly wrong here. This can't be right. This can't continue. The shoe's going to drop. We're not going to be able to keep this up. This was just an aberration. This was just a fluke. We get so worried when things get too easy. Are we going to become lazy? Will we forget how to get things done? 
I've seen so many successful coaches and other entrepreneurs and executives go through extreme angst when they hit their goals. We all seem to secretly believe that we're going to be punished somehow if we experience success too easily, even if we worked hard for it and we experience it now, we can't sink into that ease. If we experience too much effortless and tranquility, don't we need to be still working hard? Don't we still need to be making an effort? Shouldn't we keep our nose to the grindstone? So instead of enjoying our time of ease, we fight it, we argue with it. As a former lawyer on Bay Street up here in Canada, I've worked with a lot of successful people, highly accomplished people, both in the professional legal world and you know, amongst my clients, the heads of large Canadian companies, all highly accomplished people, people with a history of achievement. And there was always a lot of discussion about how hard we worked and the extreme hours we were putting in. It was a bit of a point of pride. I remember there was this idea of FaceTime where I remember at some of the law firms, you had to be seen to be working the long hours. It wasn't just enough to dock at them. You had to be seen with your face late in the office when people were walking around. We put in hard work all the time. We had hard work up on the altar. It became our religion. Ease simply wasn't in the picture. It certainly wasn't talked about. And it definitely was not considered to be an essential part of the process. I think the industrial patriarchal society that we live in has caused us to have this factory style, physical strength, worshiping mentality. Let's put in the hours. Let's rack up the time. That's what has us producing more, we think. It's endurance. It's physical strength. If I can develop the stamina to stay at work in the factory for 12 hours, I can produce more than I could have in eight hours. Of course, in that world, in that factory world, the more endurance, the more sticking power I have, the more I produce. Time and effort equals production. That's really the underpinning for the culture that we live in, this industrial patriarchal mentality. So a lot of us believe our success is a function of sheer effort. We think there's a direct correlation. The more effort we put in, the more productive we'll be, and the more successful we'll be. I remember how surprised I was as a new admit partnered Ernst & Young back at the end of the 1990s. We had a meeting of the partners. We had a big encounter with a think tank in Boston. And I was put in a discussion group with one of our more senior American partners there. He was in a senior leadership position, wildly successful, wildly um, respected. And he told us a story that really struck me that I've never forgotten. He said he used to work around the clock. It was a point of pride, all the hours he was putting in. And it was also a point of pride that he was at the back of his 
and call of his clients night and day. He could be at a sports game, an important sports playoff game, and if a client called, he would miss part of the game and go out in the hallway and talk to them. And that was just how he operated. And then one time he was supposed to be home, I think it was for Thanksgiving dinner or something, and his wife and he were hosting their adult children and his grandchildren, and everybody was over in his house, and he was in the office working, and he was delayed, and he was delayed, and he said, have dinner without me, and he got home after dinner, and as he arrived home, his son had bundled up his kids and was leaving. His son was supposed to stay overnight, but he was leaving, and he drove up beside his son, and he said, hey, like, why are you guys leaving, you know, come back in. I'm here now. And his son said, no, dad, this is it. This is it. We're leaving. We're not coming back and we're not coming back ever. You've let us down too many times and too many times. And when he told us the story, he, his eyes kind of welled up in tears at just the sadness and remembrance of it. But he said that was that was the thing that kind of changed his life. He said, no more. And he started to take time off and have that rest time, have that time where things were easy and he was with family and friends and doing what was important and filling his soul, fueling his needs. That's what ease and rest do. And I'm sure you can see where the story is going because I mentioned he was a really senior partner when I met him. And what happened is when he started to ease up at work, when he started to spend less time, when he started to say to his clients, no, these times I won't answer the phone. These are family times. These are me times. These are times for my rest. And I will serve you better when I do that. And his clients became more respecting of him, more devoted to him and happier with them. And he was more rested. He had better ideas, more creative ideas. He served his clients better. And as he spent less time at work, so he produced more, he became more valuable and he became promoted and more widely respected. And so in the end, it wasn't the excessive hours and it wasn't being there day or night when a client called. It was the time off that he took to spend with his family and loved ones and with himself, these times of ease that made him better at work and got him promoted. He was more productive when he made his own life easier and more fulfilling than when he'd made it hard and he spent his time efforting and striving. And that, my friends, it makes sense. Think about the most productive act of all, the creation of another human being in just nine months. And for those of you who are women who have had babies, you'll know that the very best way to go through a pregnancy successfully and to produce the healthiest baby is to take it easy, to rest, to get the nourishment you need. It's like that whenever we're creating something truly amazing and new, when we're producing the most value for the world, nature, pregnancy teaches us what to do. 
Pregnancy teaches us what the creative process needs. And that's more than just a cute metaphor for birthing something new. It's actually teaching us the best way to create, and that is to rest and to take it easy. This really hit home when I went through the last mastermind, the one where I get coached. I was with a bunch of ultra successful coaches and the highest earning coaches. These are well-known coaches who are making lots of money. They were asked about what their most important money-making thought was. And it was so interesting to hear a majority of them report one by one, some version of the thought, I can make this easy and fun. One by one, they each stood up and said, hey, my business became so much more successful when I realized I could make it easy. When I realized I didn't have to strive so hard, that's when I got creative. That's when I got my best ideas. All the years I struggled, my business wasn't nearly as successful. In a similar vein, I watched so many of my peer coaches over the six months decide to devote more time to rest, to take generous amounts of time off, to not strive, to spend time just being, even to get bored a little. And we discovered that those periods of rest created huge business profits. Business profits always soared either during the periods of rest or immediately after. And there's a clear reason for this. I can promise this to you, Savvy Souls. As someone who's studied creativity extensively over these past several years since I left the law to become an artist, and it's this, creativity is born from spaciousness. One of my key art mentors Gail Hill, who's just a beautiful painter in her own right, described it this way for me when I started to paint. She said, Heather, just pretend you're taking your head off and put it in a corner when you paint. Stop thinking, stop trying to make it happen, stop analyzing, just allow. Just let it come to you, let it flow through your brush. Best advice ever. When we rest, when we stop efforting, when we allow things to be easy, that savvy souls is when we're the most productive, the most creative, the most inventive. That's when we produce the most value in the world. Ease is what creates the space for the most expansion in our lives. Striving and efforting constricts our world. We don't grow from striving and efforting. We might produce more widgets, but we don't produce better widgets. We don't replace widgets with something entirely different that will make widgets irrelevant. So savvy souls, remember this, when your brain tells you, hey, it can't be this easy. Hey, I shouldn't be relaxing. Hey, I need to work harder. Hey, I need to be more productive right now. Hey. I've got to watch being lazy. Hey, I'm going to pay for this time off. Answer your brain back. Don't just take the abuse. Say, thanks brain so much for your views. I know you think I need to work harder to stop resting, to worry more, get going to be safe. 
but I want you to know that we're just fine here right now, resting, letting it be easy. We're going to be fine. So you can be quiet now. And savvy souls, if things aren't easy for you right now, if right now you're in a whirlwind of effort and long hours and constantly striving to be better, stop and ask yourself this question before you start any new activity during the day. How can I make this simple and easy? Then relax, rest, and let the answers come to you. Make answering this easy by doing that right now. And speaking of making things simple and easy, what could be easier than adding some magic to your life? I'm starting a new group coaching experience called the Magic Room Experience. It's a six-month program that will step you into a world of freedom and expansion and creative action. I'm going to be taking all of the things I've learned through the last six years of my own transformation and teaching them to you so that you can expand an area of your life. And if you want to make sure you get all of the details about this program and how to apply for it as they come out, just subscribe to my Creative Expansion newsletter by clicking on the link you'll find at www.gracedcanvas, that's G-R-A-C-E-D as in dog, C-A-N-V-A-S.com. That's my website. Um, right now, my website's in the midst of being completely overhauled, it's gonna be amazing. So depending on when you listen to this episode, you'll be able to find the link to my newsletter, my creative expansion newsletter, it's a blue link. You can find it either right, if you scroll down in the podcast tab, you'll find it, or later it's gonna be at the bottom of pretty much every section when you scroll to the bottom. Or you can just go to the show notes for this podcast episode and you can find it here. I think you're going to be really interested in that experience. It's going to be a great group of people. We're going to be in community together. It's going to be so fun to get to know some of you live. It's a virtual program at six months. It's going to be amazing. So enjoy an easy, restful week, savvy souls, and spend your time learning how to stop being ill at ease with ease. Have an easy week. See you next time. Bye now. So if you're energized by the possibilities you're hearing about on this podcast, but you're wondering how it's possible to actually make what you've been fantasizing about doing actually happen, I'd love you to join me for a free strategy session where we'll talk about coaching together. We'll explore how you can start making what you want possible by taking small, easy steps that add up to something amazing. Just click on the link in the show notes below this episode to book your free call. I'd love to meet you live. And all my listeners, remember, it's finally your time to do what you want.